Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast. And if you want to find out more about us, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. lessons that Moses learns in the desert, but I think the most, the biggest lesson that we can learn from Moses is, is what Adam Hamilton said in, in his chapter this week. He said, leadership is sometimes hard. Sometimes leaders feel like giving up, but the leaders who have enduring impact don't give up. They listen to and learn from their critics, but they also keep marching forward towards their visions of the promised land. See, what made Moses successful was his really kind of inability to give up, even though he had people complaining. Now, imagine you were, you know, you were comfortable, but yet you had hard labor, and, and all of a sudden, your whole family decided to leave. And not only did you decide to leave, you leave and you go to this desert place. You're walking around the desert for a very long time. And you didn't bring enough food with you. What would you start doing? Of course you would start complaining. You don't have enough food. Not only that, you're probably working a little bit harder than what you're used to. You're walking. You've got all your stuff. You're having to take care of the kids. Of course you would complain. Wouldn't you? I mean, us as kids, couldn't you imagine, you know, didn't you sit in the back of your car and ask your parents, are we there yet? How much longer? I'm hungry. Those are complaints that come from most typical American cars. My house included. And sometimes it's the driver. How much further? I'm hungry. I've got to go to the bathroom. Of course Moses is facing complaints. Every leader does. But it's how Moses handles the complaints that matters. He doesn't tell them they're wrong. He doesn't give them a 50-point sermon on what they could do to improve their relationship with God. No, he just goes to God. And I'm sure he went to God in prayer and said, Lord, please get these people off my back. They don't like me. They don't like Aaron. Uh, things are running thin. Lord, we need your help. See, I think Moses had to cry out to God. While the people of Israel were complaining, Moses was going to God in prayer saying, Lord, please let me see the promised land. Lord, help me to be a good leader, to, to keep these people focused on what we're doing. Help me be able to lead these people because you've asked me to, and I've been willing. But I think what God and Moses miscalculated was the amount of food that they needed, or was this an opportunity of growth for the people of Israel? Was it an opportunity to, to make them see a bigger picture that, that what they were being provided for was not only freedom, but freedom comes with a cost. Freedom comes with them being able to have to let go of what was normal and learn something new. I mean, could you imagine walking around the desert for 40 years? It wouldn't be fun, would it? It'd be a little bit miserable. Of course you would complain. Every human would. But it's what we're reminded of in this story that's important. There are two things. One, God is always with us. No matter what. 
God pulled these people out of the land of Egypt and, and had made them this promise that they would be okay, that they would see the promised land. He held them accountable to the promise, made them focus upon what was real and what they needed to be focusing on. And then the other thing is that God will provide what we need. And that's where we get into trouble today. Because how often do we go to God with needs that are really not really needs, but wants? How often do we go to God and say, dear Lord, I, I just want a million dollars so I can alleviate my debt and alleviate you know, some of the other things that I've got going on. And, and we all have those laundry lists of things that we all want because we think that will alleviate our pain. And that's what the Israelites, the Israelites had, 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 had so much pain on their hearts that they'd say, hey, we'd rather go back. We'd rather go back to Pharaoh. Send us back. But Moses pressed on because he knew what the promise was from God. And, and he knew that God was going to be faithful. He had seen it many, many times before. And the people of Israel needed a refocusing in this moment. And we're still, remember, I like what, what uh, Shanna had said a few weeks ago, that it took the desert to get the Egypt out of the Israelites. And in this desert, they learn about themselves and their relationship with God. And, and that's why we need those wilderness. That's why we need those retreats to, to step back and, and to see why we need to grow closer to God. Because far too often we become so narrow focused that we forget that there's a bigger picture. We, we forget that, that God is calling us to this promised land and, and to be these people who God wants us to be. That's what God was calling the Israelites to be, to be a better people. And that meant le leaving what was normal. That meant leaving what was comfortable. That meant changing their lives and perspectives and go to this promised land. I'm sure for them it was, yeah, Moses, we've heard it before. You keep telling us about this promised land, but all we see is desert. All we see is nothing. And Moses is like, man, you're missing the point. God is here. He's going to provide for you. And he provides manna, and he provides quail, and, and, and protection. And we see it time and time again, those moments when we forget we need that reminding that God is with us. Friday, Chan and I went and visited Don. And he was reading the Moses book. And he was talking to us about the Moses book. One of the reasons why we did this is so that way we together as a church could be on common ground. And being the body means that sometimes our body is not here. We have people that are homebound who can still be a part of us through study. And as, as I saw Don there with his book, he was reading it uh, as we came in, and, and he closed his book, and he proceeded to talk to us. I said, so, so how do you like the book? And he talked about how much he liked the book. He liked Adam's humor in the book, and, and, and he had a connection to us as a church. That's what it means to be the church, to be connected together. And we have been through this study. I don't know about you, but, but as I've dived into Moses, one of the things that I have, have kind of kept myself focused on is to remember the promised land. 
Remember the vision that God has laid on my heart when he called me in the ministry to make the church better. I remember that, that, that feeling that that's what God has called me to do. That is the promise. And yes, as we've done this, as Ashley and I have done this for eight years, there have been complaints along the way. But we remember the promise. And we press on and we press towards what God is calling us to because someday we'll get to see that promised land. Now, I know Moses didn't get to see the promised land, and, and, but I, I think in a long way he did. You know, I don't think God didn't deny him that. I think when God welcomed Moses in, into heaven, he said, hey, here's the promised land. Thank you, good and faithful servant. Come and rest. And that's what we all long for, that our lives can be magnified in a way like Moses, that people remember us for what we did. And sometimes people are going to do really awesome things, like hold their arms up and spread the sea and, and lead people. And sometimes we're going to do very small things that make a lasting impact on this world. God is calling you to do one of the two things, maybe both. Are you listening? Are you ready? to go to that promised land? And if you are, know that God is with you in every step and every breath that you take and that God will provide for you what you need. Even if you don't know what it is, it's our daily bread. This week, I want to challenge you. I want you in your phones. Some of you have smartphones. Some of you have uh, the good old way of doing calendar and doing it the old-fashioned way. But I want on your calendars, I want you to write at 12 o'clock, make an appointment every day to pray the Lord's Prayer this week. And I want you to do that no matter where you are. Even if you're in the midst of a conversation, stop and say, hey, my pastor asked me to do this. And the reason why I want you to do this is when you get to that part for your daily bread, that you are reminded that God will provide for you. And I challenge you to do that this week to see what kind of impact that makes on your life. What kind of change, well, what, kind of, what does it do to you? How does it recenter you and refocus you? What a better way to do it than right at noon. Because I don't know about you, but there are some days at noon I need all the prayer that I can get. So stop, pray, and see what God is speaking to you on this day. That's my challenge for you this week. And then I want to hear back from you. Send me an email like on Friday and tell me what your experience was. And, and even if you have to stop your friend and say, hey, man, can you, can you pray the Lord's Prayer with me? I mean, talk about those experiences that you have. So, you know, let me know. Send me an email because I want to hear those stories. Because when we become that faithful to God, amazing things will happen. And I know that if as a church, if, if we leave this place and all of us together today pray the Lord's Prayer and we take it into heart, we will see the promised land. Let us pray.
Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening, and we hope that you come and join us some Sunday, and you can find out more about us at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a blessed day.